0: You're listening to
1: the Gettin' Swamped Podcast.
0: Your number one podcast for Florida Gator football.
1: Scared
2: money don't make money.
3: All right, folks, another bonus episode for you folks if you missed it. Me and Chris Giannis had the pleasure of hosting the Gator Collective Space last night as we interviewed Dejon Reynolds, Jonathan Odom, David Reese, and Jordan Young. So if you missed it last night, no need to fear. I have it right here for you folks in its entirety. And fans, ask the questions, too. We usually do about 30 minutes of the host questions, kind of get the guys warmed up there, and then we take a bunch of fan questions and let the fans ask some as well. So if you're never in one of those Gator Collective spaces, they do it about every single week, and they do take fan questions too. So if you want to join in and uh, ask some questions to your favorite, you know, Florida player, if he happens to be on those spaces, yeah, go ahead. Join in. Uh, we're, we're more than willing to take fan questions and i'll let you know guys before beforehand it it gets really really funny at the end with surprise visitors antonio valentino and Derek wingo as they all out each other out about their dorm room cleanliness and even body cleanliness (laughs) so i don't want to give too much away here but it does get funny at the end so uh here you go folks the gator collective spaces from last night
4: okay i think um i think we've got everybody here um This is Jen with Gator Collective. Super, super excited to have um, this group here tonight. Um, You know, it's, uh, it's, we know as Gator fans, we love to hear what's going on with the program. We love to hear what the players think. We love to hear what their goals are for the upcoming season. And you would think that um, things slow down a bit in the off season, but they don't. Gator fans never get tired of hearing from the athletes. So, we are super excited tonight to have Jonathan Odom here, David Reese, Jordan Young, and Dejan Reynolds to kind of talk about where they are, where the program is, what their expectations are. Um, we've got two great hosts in Chris and David. Um, and so what we're going to do is kind of start it off with some um, questions from the hosts for a, for a little bit, and, uh, and then we'll open it up, and the fans can ask their questions directly to the players. And... You know, thanks to those who are listening who are Gator Collective members because you guys are allowing this type of stuff to happen. I know we've said it before on these events, but this kind of stuff didn't happen um, in the past. So super excited that we have this opportunity, that we can be here with you. Um, and we will. with that, I will turn it over to Chris and David uh, to get this thing going. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, Jim. Um, so good evening, everybody, and welcome uh, to another one of these spaces. It's always exciting to, uh, to get on here and, and hear from some of our Gator players. And um, we'll go ahead and just get started. And, and guys, I think there's, you know, the, the excitement continues to build this offseason um, going into the spring now. We're, I think, two weeks away from the first spring practice. So, you know, this is kind of for any of y'all, you know, just kind of talk about the excitement you have going into spring practice with this new coaching staff and, and some of the things that you've been going through this offseason.
4: And so for the guys, you can just unmute and and jump in as you you want.
5: Uh, I'm excited for the spring. Uh, We've been working a lot. We've been uh, really – the coach has been really dedicated as far as the weight room and training and just uh, getting us better as individuals and uh, just getting us right on and off the field. So I'm excited to see uh what unfolds in the spring as we get the practices and getting to be actually like coached on the field by
6: Yeah I just wanna follow up uh what Jordan Young said. Um I feel like Coach Napier you know, is putting us in a great position to have a great spring. Um this offseason so far has been going great. A lot of guys have been very competitive, you know, we've had a lot more uh, discipline, I feel like, in our know, all season training, so I feel like we'll be good to go for spring two weeks.
2: Yeah, the same thing for me. I just feel like uh, the way Coach Napier has formed it and the way he set it up, uh, the pro- how we've progressed from the uh, foundation to identity, I feel like his plan – really sets it uh, good. And where we're at right now, I feel like we're on pace to be, you know, ready to have a really good spring and uh, and then following after that a good summer condition and then start of the season. I feel like um,
7: with Coach Napier and the new staff coming in, they've really made an impact. And they've uh, forced us to venture out and better ourselves in different aspects outside of football, which have led to, us Succeeding more uh, with football and just with the off-season training, uh, everybody's been pushing to become a better version of themselves. And they've really been preaching the family aspect of football and just helping us become overall better people.
0: And David, can you really kind of touch on that a little bit more? Because I think, you know, a lot of times in these spaces, we, we talk a lot about football. Right, But some of the things I think that really impressed the fans is hearing actually about some of the things y'all are doing off the field, away from football. So you kind of just mentioned that. What are those things that Billy Napier is kind of having you guys doing to improve yourself off the field? Um, as far as off the field, he's uh, preached um, the aspect
7: of family within football. So we've been forced to get to know our teammates more. Uh, we've been encouraged to like do more stuff off the field together and just hang out and get to know each other because having that chemistry off the field – will only lead to success on the
3: field. If you'd like me to ask here, uh, you know, as far as off the field, this kind of goes, the phase two identity, uh, Billy Napier talked about phase two a few weeks ago in his press conference and said it was a 25-day total process. Uh, You guys are about halfway through that phase two process. Can you at least elaborate and tell us what it's like?
2: Yeah, I mean – what, what kind of happened right when we got into identity, they, like, cranked, they turned up the the volume real heavy when it came to conditioning and, you know, really kind of pushed us to see where we were uh, mentally and physically as far as being conditioned. And, uh, you know, one thing that he's been really big on is body language between our team, you know, showing good body language and making sure you rest right, and, you know, basically not showing weakness to your opponent and, um I feel like you know now we're kind of getting you know the first half was really tough, you know it really you know challenged every single one of us, but now we're getting, getting into more of the installs and kind of transitioning over to more of football aspect and lowering the amount of running we're doing. you know it's still still pretty a uh, challenging run, but it's not as tough as it was the first half and now we're kind of getting into more of installs and getting ready to start spring practice in the next couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, he talks about being um, leaders on and off the field, and you know, dressing the right way, showing up to practice, doing the right things. Uh, has that been part of that also of that phase too?
5: Uh, I wouldn't say more so of that phase, more so of the uh, the whole uh, aspect um like you said yeah everyone has to um wear the same things going to workouts no earrings no jewelry like just uh be a team everyone just the same um everyone go out there and perform and do what we need to do on the field and in practice and in run so we can go out there as brothers and and ball together
0: would you say the team is like immediately bought into that or was there like kind of a a little bit of a warming up period to that
5: Nah, we bought in for sure. Um, we definitely for, for forgot, like, the first couple of days. Like, some people had the earrings on. We always used to wear our earrings. Like, oh, shoot, we got to go put them back. Um, but no one has a problem with it at all. We, we all bought in. Um, everyone, like I said, together, like, brothers um, bought into what he's um, providing.
6: Yeah, go ahead, J.J. John. Uh, no, I feel like, um like, as soon as Naper got here, um, everybody just, you know, turned the switch on. I feel like, like I said earlier, the discipline, um, it got turned on quick. So I just feel like when Napier came, it was just like a great thing for all of us. You know, we all coming together now more as a family. So I feel like, though, great for us all on the field. Would you say, you know –
0: Because I think that one of the things that seems to be the common thread with everybody that's talked about Billy Napier and the program that he's building is is everything's very detail-oriented and everything has a purpose. You know, there's a plan behind the plan. Um, Can you kind of maybe go a little bit into that and, like, what have you seen, how, like, it's been so detail-oriented compared to anything you've had before, you know, previously in college or in high school? Yeah,
2: I mean, you can just tell right off the bat that Coach Napier – very is very very detailed in what he does but having said that he he doesn't he doesn't make the process unenjoyable i mean he's he's surrounded us with you know uh strength staff and you know position coaches and everyone who wakes up every day decided to be there and brings energy and you know, it makes it really fun. You you know, we get to wake up as pre- players, you know. It's not, it's more of, you know, Coach Napier was talking about it. Like, it's a I you know, I get to, I don't have to type type of deal. And, you know, when it comes to the, the details, I mean, he's thought out everything. When it comes to the offense, I mean, just as I'm having to learn that right now, especially, I'm just seeing that, I mean, down to the, like, every letter and every word, something means something. Like, it's there's there's always a purpose to just everything that he's saying and, and doing so that's definitely been uh, a big jump for me but i think it's a really great jump, to be honest yeah
3: you know, i think you ma- you mentioned uh strength training and all that being part of that as well and i know you guys were really tight with coach savage and i personally have a, a ton of respect for coach savage and the work he put in for the student athletes um how is the strength training and workout regimen differed from savage and have any of you learned something new that maybe you didn't learn before routine wise with the new strength training staff
6: yeah i feel like we do way more explosive like we do more olympic lifts now that we do with coach hockey than we did with coach savage um to build more speed and explosiveness um uh, rather than that um i feel like we did like when we were with coach savage a lot we did a lot of like benching Like we still do bench with coach hockey but we do like i feel like we focus more on the strength aspect now with coach hockey we focus on focus on more the more speed and explosiveness
5: yeah, and uh, follow what you said. Yeah, Coach Savage was a great person. Uh, we all love Coach Savage, but uh, like you say, we, we have to move on. So, um, Coach Hockey, he came in and he's been on. He's been on this game. Uh, everyone that he brought in with him is just like family like we see each other every day um even though we just met it's basically like they've been there they really care about our well-being they talk about uh stuff like outside of the weight room and outside of football aspects like just getting to know the guys and getting the guys together so um it's definitely been it's definitely been a great experience so far and um like dejan said we do, do a lot more uh, olympic lifts like explosive and getting faster and bigger and stronger so right now it's going amazing
2: yeah, just to piggyback off what they said, you know, like, i local, shout uh Coach Savage, you know, shout out Coach Savage, but um, I like, from day one, they came in here, they brought amazing energy, and, you know, and didn't miss a beat, and like I said, I, I wake up every day, and like, I'm excited to go lift, we're in there having fun, but at the same time, we're getting, you know, really good work in, you know, we're hyping each other up, we're, you know, really getting really good work in every single day. And you can see that as, uh, you know, they, they're they putting, they're making everything a competition. I mean, after each team run, we got stats up on the board, who ran the fastest, who ran the fastest, the longest, you know, uh, you know, everyone's competing. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm i pretty sure I can speak for everybody. I mean, competition is what kind of, you know, drives us. And, you know, we love competing with each, each and every one of uh, our teammates and trying to be the best. So that's something that I found really cool.
4: So let me let me ask this because we have had this come up in a couple of these spaces events of who is the fastest because there's been some debate and there's definitely some guys who have claimed that title.
2: I mean, from a person who isn't really in that conversation, I'm gonna say Bowman is the fastest on the team. Yeah, probably Bowman. <laughs> yeah, probably Bowman. <laughs>
7: it's a it's a it's a few it's a few that would that would be up there, but Bowman definitely. Is one of the fastest. I forget. Chris,
4: Chris, do you remember who we heard oh, was the fastest?
0: I was actually just going to ask I you. think Fenley.
4: Fenley maybe thought he was the fastest. Finley, yeah.
0: And then um, Marcus Burke also thought he was one of the fastest ones. <laughs> I'm a DB,
5: so, you know, I'm going to say either uh, Avery Abraham or Trevance. Probably one one of them. Yeah, Jen, Jen actually stole my question. I was going to ask the same thing
3: about who was the fastest. Uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of – look at a lot of high school recruiting and all that and, and bowman man it, it, his acceleration at the second level is just ridiculous
2: if you just look it's, at the highlights at length it's bowman yeah it's bowman <laughs> don't let him fool you
0: it's
6: bowman <laughs> yeah it's probably bowman yeah it's probably bowman
0: <laughs> i guess and, uh, off, oh go ahead hey, go ahead chris oh i was just gonna ask i know um jonathan and jordan you play you're from tampa did you ever play against um demarcus in high school
5: no, I di- we did it, but uh I've seen him at some a few camps, a few uh all-American camps cuz we we had one at like Lakeland and one somewhere else that was around the area and he was there, so I got to see him before. Yeah, yeah, we never got to play him, but I wish we would have.
4: Are there any guys on the team that you guys played against in high school?
2: Yeah, we played I played uh Ravon. 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 Yeah. Yeah, uh Gage, we played against Jefferson. Uh we play I played versus Javon in like we did this summer camp in uh at Weber College and I played versus him for like two years uh at that summer camp. Uh, I, was, I think, Javon,
4: was Javon was the same in high school as he is in college?
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's a freak, man. He's just a freak. But uh yeah. We I mean, we played a lot of people from uh when we had a bunch of the guys, some of them graduated now, but everyone who went to American Heritage and uh, and Cardinal Gibbons and those schools. I've actually I've got a question here for
3: David Reese. Here, uh, you're obviously the oldest guy here on on um, amongst these four. You know, you've obviously you've had some injuries. You've had to kind of sit on the sidelines and kind of. I guess, take a leadership role there. Um, how has that been thus far? I know you really, you know, obviously you want to get onto the field and you want to play, but how has that kind of taught you maybe how to kind of be a leader amongst all the rest of the guys?
7: Uh, it's been it's been big, and it's actually been something great that I appreciate that has given me the opportunity to appreciate the game and what it can do for you. And just um, taking on that role of showing guys that you know, that we're blessed to play this game and that it's an opportunity to live out our dreams and do the things that we want to do as far as taking care of our families and other things like that. So it's been uh, it's been a, a great role to take on trying to lead guys the right way and keep, keep people in line and just uh, allow people to know that uh, it takes effort and a lot to put into this
3: game in order to get out what you want. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree, man. Uh, at least you don't have to worry about being confused with the other David Reese by a bunch of other people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, finally, finally. David, uh, David, I, I was going to ask, where are you, I guess, in um, the rehab of your previous injury? Are you fully healthy now? Are you good to go for spring and, and, and ready to make an impact this fall? Uh, I'm progressing well right now. Um, everything's coming together well. Gaining
7: strength, uh, running with the team, participating in the workouts and all that. Uh, so far, we're just taking it day by day, um, seeing what's next, and uh, not trying to get too far ahead.
0: Where do you think you fit in um, to the, the scheme? I, you know, because I obviously you kind of like a, the hybrid outside linebacker rush position. I think those are the kind of the areas you play on the field. Where do you think you fit in, and uh, you know, Coach Tony's uh, um, scheme for defense? Uh, I
7: believe in. I believe I fit in um, with the same kind of hybrid outside position being able to uh, play on the line of scrimmage along with uh, dropping back in the coverage and uh, just being able to uh, use all my abilities in order to help the team win.
3: So uh, the recruiting visits, you know, there's been a, a few recruiting visits going on here. Uh, how have the visits been going so far? Have you, any of you had a chance to talk to some of these recruits coming on these visits? And if you have, what's the vibe like?
7: Well, I, I had the chance to um, talk with a few recruits on um, a couple of visits uh, a few weekends ago, uh, and it was it was very good to see um, and hear their opinion on Florida and Coach Napier and what he's uh, 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 like, what he's showing them, and um, the different things that he's bringing to the table and uh, allowing for kids to see and bring them up the right way and uh, teach them about the education part and the aspect of how that goes along with football from the, well, that's what I got from the recruits that I was talking to.
5: Oh, uh, I talked to a couple recruits. It was uh, pretty fun to me to, uh, to be in uh, different shoes, not being the recruit cause I was just recruit not too long ago to actually uh, recruiting kids to come here. Um, it's very fun. I get to talk to the, um, talk to them and not even have to lie to them because right now, what's going on is amazing so just telling them about the great things that we have going on here and trying to get them to be a Florida Gator
0: and uh, kind of following up on that you know obviously you know Jonathan Jordan you from Tampa I live in Tampa myself you know I kind of see this as an area that we should be recruiting even you know more guys to to Gainesville, because I think this is a talent-rich area. There's a lot of good, you know, high school football down here. Um, Do you know of any, like, kind of big names that are going to be coming out of this area this year that, you know, we're actively recruiting right now?
5: Uh, Troy Bowles is a big one. Uh, He actually went to – goes to the same school that me and uh, Jonathan Odom went to. So uh, he's he's a linebacker, and um, he played there my junior. My junior, he was a freshman, and – he made uh, big plays at early on his freshman year, and I just knew he was going to be a great player. and Now he's uh, high on Florida's uh, radar. And every uh, day that I I can, I try to talk to him and get him to come be a Florida Gator.
2: Yeah, that's the same answer I was about to say, Troy. You know, that's, that's who I'm pr- the closest with, at least that I, uh, that I know this. That's uh considering coming up here, and you know, like I said, whenever whenever we talk, I'm I'm trying to you know I'm telling them everything wants to know. I'm being <clears throat> completely straightforward with them. Tell them all everything good, and you know, because like I said, when when I when I was recruited, I wanted to know everything. You know, what you know from what the food was like to you know how people you know talk like what you do during the day, what you do on the weekends, like so. Like I said, I'm trying to you know help him to make his decision and, you know, get him to come up here to
0: Gainesville. And Jonathan, kind of digging back off that, your your recruitment obviously had to be something special, um, being that, you know, your you know, your dad played here at the University of Florida, was on the national championship team. Um, but you took visits, you know, you, you explored, you went through the entire process. What was that like, kind of being a legacy, you know, into the football program, but, you know, actually still wanting to, to go through the whole recruiting process?
2: Yeah, I mean, to – like to be completely honest, I at one point in my recruiting process, I was like, you know, I don't really want to, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to, I don't really want to go to a place where my dad was and kind of, you know, what I mean, and, and have that narrative. But you know, as I got further on, and I think I took, you know, twenty five unofficial, some three, three officials, or and it was, you know, I I really went and saw everywhere, and just, you know, by the end of it, I was like, I kind of embraced that, and I was like, you know why, why would you want to leave Florida and, you know, play the, you know, play at the best conference and, you know, one of the top schools. And, you know, I just ended up, you know, I required a lot of prayer and, you know, guidance from my family. And, you know, there was zero push for my family to go here. They just wanted me to go to where, you know, I felt led to. And, you know, the chips fell in the right place. And I ended up coming up here and, you know, You know, everyone has their ups and downs and, you know, my kind of belief, just kind of keep your head down and go through it. And I think, you know, my belief is that uh, it'll all pay pay off at some point, Um, you know, God's plan. I've got to ask uh, Dajon
3: Reynolds here. Um, You know, you obviously came in and Billy Gonzalez was the wide receivers coach here at the University of Florida. Now, insert Kerry Colbert, the new wide receivers coach. Uh, How much has the scheme, uh, I guess, route running scheme, any kind of that has changed from uh,
6: the last step? You know, uh, Coach Gonzalez was a great guy. You know, um, I'm happy for him in his new uh, job. But I feel like Coach KC – um, I feel like he's uh, made our routes more complex to where we can kind of uh, so we can kind of move to where how how Billy Napier um runs his uh, plays. You know I feel like um Casey, you know he gives us a lot of uh, freedom with how we run our routes. you know, he used to play in the NFL. You know, I've been hearing, I've been hearing before he came here, great reviews, great reviews about um, him as a coach at USC. You know, from Drake London and stuff like that. You know, I've been looking at a lot of Drake London's uh, clips, you know, stuff how he used to run routes. So I see, I've seen him get a lot of freedom at USC. So I feel like it's going to be the same here at Florida.
3: And kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, uh, obviously, you know, we had a few transfers out, Copeland transferring to Maryland there. You know, we've got a couple of returning receivers. There's going to be a lot of younger receivers more than likely playing this year. Um, how is the, you know, how's it looking there with the younger
6: receivers? Are starting to catch on? Is there any kind of uh, struggle there? Oh no, no, I don't feel like there's any struggle. You know, I feel like this system is more easier than the one that uh, Coach Mullen had ran, you know um most receivers in the room are picking up very quickly um all in the receiving room you know we're all helping each other to you know all we all want to be on the field so we're all being competitive and, you know all helping each other to do that so now,
3: let, let me go ahead and ask uh jordan young excuse me sorry my, my phone i just dropped my phone jordan young um have the you know has the schemes have gotten easier since uh the last time you were there too i know Todd Grantham they had their defensive schemes that you know a a lot of players had said that sometimes it was difficult trying to
5: learn Todd Grantham's scheme has that gotten easier as well yes I feel like um we have made it more easier to understand and easier to just go about the scheme by just learning down learning formations I'm sorry and um not even just plays, but, yeah, like formations. And then now we're learning the plays and just everything and all aspects of learning the defense, like learning everything, not just one position but all positions. And we've been spending time uh, doing that, so I definitely feel like we have better understanding.
0: All right, Um trying to think here. So, you know, I guess what are your biggest goals for next season, all of you? You know, I mean, obviously we've, you know, we're going to go into the spring, but I'm sure you have a lot of, you know, aspirations for next season. You know, what do you hope to accomplish in year one with Billy Napier? <clears throat> I feel like none of our personal goals
6: really matter. You know, if we don't get the team involved first, you know, team goals first. So I feel like first be – we need to have a winning season as a team. You know, everybody needs to buy in. That's what we're doing now. You know, then after that comes, you know, SEC championships. Then after that, national championships, you know. Rather than that, it's just like, I feel like we all need to just focus up to what we need to do and get the tasks done.
7: Yeah, to piggyback on what Dejan said, I feel like if everybody just come every day willing to work and give their all and come to the common goal of winning and putting that all out for the team and landing it all out for their brother. Then the sky's the limit, and ain't no telling where we could go. But, I mean, ultimately, we all play the game to win, so everybody's end goal is to win a national championship. But uh, as of right now, I feel like we're just trying to take it a day at a time and just be the best we can be every day.
2: Yeah, I was I'd say the same thing. I mean, something that uh my position coach has kinda talked to us about was is just, you know, one percent better every day. If we're getting better every day, um then, then we're heading in the right direction. And like I said, I think I think if you know, you can say all these goals, but if, if we can focus on just being the best team and the best individual players that we can be I feel like all the other stuff really takes care of itself. If we can, you know, if we can come together as a team and, like I said, be the best team every single day and the best team on every sa- best team and best version of us on every Saturday. I think everything else takes care of itself, and uh,
5: we'll uh, see the results when it's all said and done. And uh, to piggyback on what everyone said, yeah, that basically. We're focused on the team right now, and the ultimate goal is to win championships. And I feel like Coach Napier has brought the right people around to to get us to that goal. I mean, with uh, Coach Pat Tony and um, Coach uh, Raymond, um, just the experience and the, the resume he has and they have and just the way they're teaching the game and breaking down the, the little parts and just helping us see the big picture is a big part and big key of what's going to be brought to you guys' eyes uh, this season coming up.
3: Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. And actually, uh, Utah, first game of the season, season opener at home. I know we still have spring practice to go through and such, and, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but how pumped and excited are the players are for that first game of the season?
5: (laughs) Uh, I feel like everyone is excited to – to get to the season um, this year, even though we are still uh, we still have a long way to go. I feel like everyone's excited, especially because we get to uh, face our ex-teammate, uh, Mahmoud. So it's going to be fun. I personally, he's a friend as well, so it's going to be fun to get to uh, play him and see him again and just not even just him, but the, the whole team just playing Utah. We never played them. Uh, so just to play them and just have a great time with the guys and bond.
0: You know, Jordan, you kind of just touched on something that I, I, I thought of is, you know, obviously, you know, everybody loves Mahmoud, and we were sad to see him go. But, you know, I think you guys have kind of come up in college football through some of the big changes, right? We've had the transfer portal um, now come about and evolve, and now we have um, name, image, and likeness, you know, and that gives us opportunities to do things like this. You know, what's that kind of been like, you know, to, to kind of be at the beginning of all the changes and, and see things happen so quickly um, in college football?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that, you know, kind of being a part of the history is, is really cool. I mean, obviously, especially when it first kind of happened, no one really knew what was going on. I mean, you're trying to make NIL deals with people and they're asking you what it is and you really don't even know what it is. And, you know, as, as it's kind of progressed, it's more clear, you know, uh, Coach Napier's done a really good job with putting a uh, support staff around us. So, you know, really help us with, with that aspect. And, uh, um, and like, like I said, it's just really cool to kind of be a part of that, of that history. I mean, cause it really is history in the making. I mean, this has been, I mean, I remember writing papers on it when I was in, in fifth and sixth grade of why college football players should get paid. Um, and to actually be a part of that, uh, movement was, is, is pretty cool.
4: So I have a follow up on the um, who's the fastest player? Who's the funniest? We saw a um, kind of a video from Gator football this week about who the funniest person is. But for the guys on this call, who do you think the funniest player on the team is? <laughs> the
6: Funniest person, probably. Uh, it's me. It's me. There's a lot of people. In this it's I, lot of- I would say me and me and the, me and Jonathan. Yeah, me and David are the funniest on the team, hands down. I'm top five, I ain't going to lie. But other than y'all, yeah, y'all boys funny, too. Yeah, I definitely
5: think it's me. That's <laughs> <laughs> why it's not funny. He's <laughs> not funny.
6: Nah, Jordan, he for sure funny, too. You know, I yeah. feel like we all just bond, you know, have hilarious uh, comedy. Yeah, there's a lot of funny people on the team. There's a lot of funny things that goes on in the locker room. Yeah. Everybody laughs yeah like you'll feel like all of us you know it's all cracking jokes you know but it's all love though
3: now now let me ask you this one of my favorite players on the team by the way dewan black what's it like hanging around a personality like him every time i see him that kid's always smiling black is definitely
7: a uh, funny guy he's a great spirit great personality all around just good person fun to be around um it's awesome having the opportunity to play with somebody like that, who's loves the game and wants to be a part of something big. And uh, he's someone who's bought into the program, is doing big things, and looking forward to his uh, forthcoming future.
4: And, and what about like the um, the TikTok career of Chief? Like, are any of you guys going to get on on that?
6: I've been on TikTok. Yeah, I've been
2: on TikTok. I was on, I was on TikTok before Chief. Yeah, I I think I'm
7: I'm going to start tuning in with TikTok. You know, I got to get out there, get my dance moves right.
3: (laughs) You you know, Uh, Taylor is pretty big out there on TikTok, too.
4: Yeah, it it seems like Chief and maybe Donovan have that market cornered a little bit on the TikTok, but maybe you guys can get in there with them.
0: Well, I don't know about uh, Jen or David, but if I think maybe we want to go ahead and start opening it up to some of the fans that may have some questions. Um, so if you do have a question, go ahead and put a request in, and we'll probably admit about two at a time, and um, we'll keep it flowing. So we'll go ahead and get some people in here. Um, all right, KJ, what do you got tonight?
4: We got always – KJ. for those who are not familiar with our spaces, KJ is a frequent um, – uh, he's got great insight, um, great questions. So I hope you guys are prepared for what KJ is going to throw at you.
8: I'm going to ask this, uh, like, since the spring practice, like, how y'all just like get to, how y'all get to Billy Napier, uh, like, like what, how he, how, he, like, how he, what, like, what he is.
7: Could you repeat the question, please?
8: Or as how, how y'all, like, feel about, like, Breeze Napier and his skin on the, like, football field? Like, how y'all feel?
7: Well, I'm very confident in it. I feel like he knows what he's doing. Uh, he's putting the right pieces to the puzzle together in order to create something uh, that's uh, bound to work. And, I mean, I trust him. I'm 100% confident in him. And I mean, he's the captain of our ship, so I'm willing to ride. Uh,
8: I'll ask this question: Have y'all been like working with the new recruits? Like, how y'all been working out with them?
7: Um, as of right now, it's just been team workouts. Um, uh, recruits are allowed to work out or do whatever with the coaches. I'm not really sure, but uh, so far it's just been the team.
0: How uh, really quick? I'll jump in and kind of uh, how have the newer um, early enrollees been working in with the team? I know we've had I think about three join us in January. Um, we've actually had a couple of them in our spaces in the past. What has that been kind of like for them joining the team at this point?
5: As uh, far as the DB perspective, uh, you know we have Kamari and Devin. Uh, they have been working hard. From as I can see in my eyes, they've been in my in our group um, for like workouts and runs and so i've been able to see them hands-on and they've been really pushing themselves and working and like they said like we said before earlier in the um chat we have a real like strenuous workout plan right now and running is running is epic right now we've been running a lot so to see them push through like because they basically want to see who separate the men from the boys and they definitely have been taking the man role early on, so I'm excited to see them play. And but right now, they have definitely been working hard.
8: Oh Jordan, uh, I got a question. Like, have all y'all DBs like been in the film room, and then have y'all been like on the field? Have some of y'all been on the field with each other?
5: Yes, we've been in the film room um, constantly with um, Coach Raymond. Before practice and just getting um just studying in and just getting a plan and just soaking up his knowledge that he has for the game, being that the the type of um background and resume he has and just the the things he's done for the game to just soak up his knowledge. So we definitely been in there with him, and then we've we've been going um, to the field on our own, just working some techniques and just bonding as a DB group.
8: Have y'all been uh? With like, uh, Patrick, uh, with the defensive coordinator, like, how
5: y'all been connecting to him? Uh, we've been having walkthroughs, like, before runs and after runs. So, yeah, we've been with uh, Coach PT as well. Um, uh, I respect his knowledge for the game as well, and them just getting us to learn the 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 scheme of the defense and just understand the terminology in the game.
4: Okay, I think we're going to
1: um, turn over to Charlie now. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, this is kind of a stupid question, but um, who's the best dancer on the team? I got inspired by the TikTok talk and got curious immediately. Hendo.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Xavier Henderson probably the best dancer.
5: Yeah, I say Xavier Henderson. I, I, I'm not a
6: dancer. I'm more of a... But a don't that guy. boy Thorne Young fool you now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he knows something, but... I say is David Henson. So he can win the jump balls and dance. Love to hear that.
0: Yeah, we'll let him do all the dancing, and uh, let's make sure Ar doesn't do any more of that.
1: <laughs> I'm actually surprised no one said Ar. I was expecting Samantha Richardson dances.
0: I mean, answers. Anthony Richardson
2: can't
5: dance. He, nor nor is he allowed to dance anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just avery Henderson, Rashad Torrance, and then me. That's probably. Man, the top.
6: I forgot Rashad Torrance for sure. Rashad up there. I'm I'm a sleeper.
5: Nah, Odom. Odom. We don't know what he does.
3: <laughs> Let me ask you this: If there was, uh, say, you're you're facing one of your rival teams, right, and you're blowing them out, you score a touchdown. Um, and you start dancing, say Hendo goes out there and dances. Wouldn't uh, I, I, wouldn't the staff be pretty pretty angry if y'all
5: did that?
6: We not are not, sure, and we do not want to find out. <laughs> we don't want to find out. You know, we do want to try to keep things classy like we've been there before. So, we ain't
3: gonna... well, if y'all ever play, if y'all ever play Georgia and that happens, y'all can go ahead. I won't be mad at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna be mad at George. Uh, dancing on Georgia since what they did in 2007, so. Let me, guys, let me ask you guys
3: this. What's it like working around, and I, and I know they do the the recruiting department at the university, but what's it like working around Brie Wade and Katie Turner? They've got, they seem to have, like,
6: really high energy. Brie Wade and uh, Katie Turner have a, a lot of energy. You know, every day, you know, we <laughs> We might be down that day, you know, we waking up early, a little grumpy. We see them, you know, they tell us good morning, you know, how we doing, you know, and our day just brightens up, you know. All that energy brings us, you know, more energy, you know, to get through our day and do what we have to do. Jordan, do you
0: have your impersonation of uh, Katie Turner you want to give us tonight?
6: <laughs>
5: nah, you guys saw it one time. You get it one time out of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
9: but yeah, she
5: uh, she's a great soul. Uh, she brings great energy. Her and Bree. so uh, like not even just the males on the staff, but the females as well are making a uh, big impact to bonding the uh, team team together. Yeah, everyone bring everyone brings great energy every
2: day. That's, that's what I really, I really like.
8: I got a question for everybody. I right, how y'all feel in like this upcoming spring games, and how y'all want to. Like going into the spring games and have bigger roles coming into the season.
4: Anyone? Anyone want to take that one about what you're expecting for for the spring game and for bigger roles going into the season?
6: I would say. Um, I feel like everybody's going to be more excited you know last year we have a spring game and i heard the year before that since covid they didn't have a spring game so you know i feel like everybody's going to be more excited to you know get on the field earlier than you know the regular season to you know display you know what we have been working on in their peers uh program so i feel like it's going to be a great one
0: all right uh i'm going to go ahead and get my good friend in here to ask a question hey what's up y'all um I
2: got a question. So, so way back in the day, I was uh, uh, a sports health intern, which is a a really nice thing to call a water boy um, back in the Muschamp era. And uh, so I I worked with the training staff a lot and um, I know Paul's still there. Spence is still there. Red's still there. So I just wanted to see the, the training staff.
5: i'm sorry you kind of like went out um can you uh repeat the question yeah no i I was so back in the day i was a i was a water boy
2: and uh i worked with uh spence and and matt red and and paul when they're there and i know i know they're still there now so i was curious what your your relationship is like with the training staff because i feel like they're a unsung group
5: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah paul and matt red those my guys man i uh it's kind of like a family thing with them as well. Like I've bonded close with them uh, just from the year of me being here. Uh, I can joke and laugh with them, and not not even on a joking level. As far as like the the training room aspect and getting people uh, right um, and healthy, um, they're amazing at that. Um, we go in there constantly to get treatment on our body, and they um, encourage us to come in even if we aren't hurting. Um, and that's pretty uh, a big. Thing the team does just go in there and just have training room talks while getting our bodies worked on and just bonding. Right, no, good
2: stuff. Yeah, they, they put in a lot of hours just as much as you guys. So uh, give them a hard time for me when uh, when you see
9: them next.
4: <laughs> have, have any of you guys been the uh, nutrition athlete of the week or or no?
6: No, nah, I have. I haven't been. I don't know yeah, about so far either, but it's coming. It's on the way though. No need. <laughs>
3: Hey, speaking of nutrition, and I I don't know if he's in here. If uh, Shannon Snell's in here, how's it? How's that food from old Shannon Snell?
5: Uh, the food we we've been getting uh, has been really good. Um, Coach Napier uh, did a great job with uh, hiring the nutritionist. Um, she's amazing. Uh, she care about what we like, want to eat, and what we enjoy eating, and she's open for suggestions and ideas. So. Right now, the the nutrition has been going great, and I don't see it changing for the worse. It's only going to get better. And the guys have been making big gains and getting stronger and
6: bigger as well. Yeah, Just to uh, piggyback on what Jordan Young said, I feel like, yeah, Kelsey, you know, she's doing a great job and all the nutritionists in general. You know, she puts a lot of effort uh, into doing what she does. You know, you had one request of, uh, whatever food you want, it's going to be there the next day. That's how much she loves her job, you know, making us happy. So I feel like she's doing a great job. Let me piggyback off that. Who eats the most out of everybody? Bit Des,
3: probably. Is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's who I was thinking
6: was going to be brought up there. Now, that's one of the linemen for sure. But yeah, it's one of the linemen for sure. I don't, I don't really know who, but now nah, we got some linemen that I can eat for sure.
0: Now I, I could definitely say, um, having been at the at the Gator Collective event this past weekend, um, those boys like to eat, and they and they certainly brought uh, some big plates home from from Shannon Snell's cookout. So I I hope that maybe some of them brought it back to some of y'all, and you got to taste some of it. But I don't know. It, it doesn't sound like they'd be the type to share. <laughs>
6: now nah, the food probably too good You know, they probably don't even want to share Because I sure ain't getting no food
0: Alright, do we have uh, any other questions? Uh, totally feel free to jump in With another question Anybody else in the audience want to come in And ask a couple questions You got these guys here tonight And um, we'll keep the conversation going
4: Yeah, and I think if you want a request to speak just in the bottom left um, corner of your screen, there should be a request. So feel free to jump in, um, ask a question, whatever you got on your mind.
0: Guys, what are some of, like, the things you get involved with outside uh, in the community? Um, a couple of guys, you know, Trey Dean has talked about some of the things he's been passionate about with his in community involvement. What are some of the things um, you all, if any, have you gotten involved with, uh, whether it's back in your hometown or in Gainesville, whatever it may be?
7: Well... In Gainesville, I've been uh, going to this elementary school uh, called Lake Forest and just volunteering, providing mentorship and just guidance to, you know, the younger kids who someday uh, be the ones who we entrust with leading our world and uh, bringing up these next generations of kids. So that's been a great opportunity just giving back to the community and, you know, seeing kids come up and, just trying your best to help them choose the right path and make the right decisions in order to be successful.
3: Let me ask you guys this. Um, you know, obviously when the staff came in, they fixed the parking, they fixed the nutrition, they, they fixed a lot of things. Is are, is the staff, it, and I I, can, I think I piggybacked Nasta's last Gator Collective, that the staff really, you know, adamant when there's like a complaint, do they, do they, Solve it really quick, and if, like, say you wake up at 3 or 4 in the morning and maybe there's an issue, and I wouldn't know what kind of issue it was, or is there somebody always available for you guys?
5: Yeah, we have these things that they
2: call Gator Mate, and like every couple of weeks they'll have, you know, we're just a meeting for, like, 30 minutes with all just the players in there, um, and we'll just kind of go over and kind of just have an open dialogue to things that we like, things that we don't like, um how we want to change things, you know, things we want more of, you know they've been really really good about uh you know um anything that we need providing for us especially in a quick and timely manner. I mean he's you know, but like I said that uh like, like coach Napier said he told us uh, the other week that, when he, when he does those things, you know, the administration and the staff, you know, work hard to, you know, get us parking and stuff like that. We got to onto that and, you know, not park, we're not supposed to, and, you know, appreciate and take, uh, take care of and, uh, of all the stuff that they're providing for us.
4: So I have to ask Jonathan, like what types of things come up where you're like, Hey, can you fix this? Um, like, I know we got the parking and the food, but like, what other things are on your list?
2: Um, there's nothing. I mean, I think really what everyone's just kind of waiting on is that, uh, is the new facility. I mean, you know, as everyone knows, there's an immense amount of support staff in one building that was not meant for all these people. So, we're all kind of jammed in there, you know, it's family, it's all love, but I think everyone's waiting to get, you know, and, and eager to get in that new facility. And I think once we're all there, I think it's going to run real smoothly. I mean, you know, we, you know, we have to take buses over to the indoor and then, you know, walk back, you know. It's not nothing nothing huge, but like, like I said, once we're all over there and we kind of just get to be there, you know, get our work in, get, get everything done there and, you know, all in one spot, I think it'll be a lot more efficient.
4: And so uh, what do you – have? you guys, I think, have had an opportunity to tour the new facility. What are there – is there any insight you can give us? Because the fans are dying to get in there. Is there anything you can tell us about it?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's – I really – the last time we had a team tour, it was still kind of, like, there was pipes and stuff, and it wasn't really put up. Like – but they showed us where everything is. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, there's – you know, I think they still have the the walkthrough up on YouTube, and it, it's all all of that. And they, you know, we're what we're really waiting to see is the locker room. So we haven't really got any. Uh, too too much insight on that. I think they're wanting to keep it a surprise for us, but
0: I know that we're all super excited to see it, but it's it's beautiful. I do know that um, Scott Strickland put out some photos today from inside the facility. It does look like drywall is actually starting to go up, which is a really good sign for you know the construction phase. So normally when that happens you, you really just you're starting to get ready for like finishes and, and things like that. so it really becomes real at that point. so
2: yeah, yeah I think they're all definitely on a, on a good track.
0: Most of the guys we've talked to in the past have said that it, we're looking at a maybe a May June timeline of you all f- officially moving into the facility. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay. I
2: mean, in late May and early June, somewhere around there.
0: Um, we have a speaker. I think Cody. You got a question?
2: Yes, sir. I just want to say thank y'all for taking your time and talking to everybody. Uh, I just wanted to know, what are your goals after football? I know everybody wants to go to the league. Everybody wants to have a long career in the NFL, but do y'all, what do y'all want to do? Do y'all want to go into real estate? Like, What are your
6: goals after football? Um... I would like to speak on that. Uh, My goal at the football is to, you know, I love houses, so I would like to um, be an entrepreneur in real estate. You know, I love flipping houses, you know, try to resell them to gain more income. So I feel like that would be a good, you know, secondary than other than playing in a league if I hope to do so. So I feel like that's what mine is.
5: As far as me, um, I'm a criminology major. Um, I've been interested in the law field uh, all my life. Um, So... I would definitely like to go go back to law school, and I'm not sure what kind of lawyer I would like to be. As of right now, I'm, I've been looking into sports and criminal defense as well, but I definitely would like to pursue that.
4: Is that where your um your your name comes from, the warden?
5: <laughs> no, that is <isn't laughs> where my name comes from, but that's a good coincidence.
4: Well, where does so where does the name come from?
5: Uh, I kind of got that like in high school. Um, it's a war It's like the warden is like in a jail, um, where they lock the inmates up and whatnot. So, and in, in high school, I was locking up and well, I'm still there now. So it's just like, it kind of stuck with me. I don't plan on changing it. So I just go by the warden. Yeah, for me,
2: uh, I, I, when I get done playing, I want to, I want to coach. That's what I want to do. I also, I'm going to the business school right now, so I also do some stuff on the side. But definitely, I don't see myself—I uh, don't see myself walking away from football or being dealt with football once I'm not actually, you know, playing. Um, you know, I just love everything about it. I mean, I like waking up and uh, looking at plays and going to sleep and uh, signals, and just—I love all the details about it. So that's my plan.
0: I didn't—I didn't get a chance
7: to hear the question. My connection went out.
0: Yeah, not a problem. Um, David, we were just asking what uh, – Cody wanted to know what you all are doing after football, like, you know, career, you know, things like that.
7: Uh, after football, I want to uh, continue being around the sport, you know. Eventually one day hopefully have kids, coach a little league team someday. Uh, just stay around football. Um, I also want to get into different business ventures, uh, maybe start my own company someday. Who knows? but that's pretty much it really
3: now let me let me ask the opposite of that question what eventually got you guys wanting to play football was it uh maybe maybe you, you grew up as a coach's you know son or was it you know maybe your brother played football what actually inspired you guys to want to play the sport of football
7: uh, what inspired me to want to play is um Just uh, the opportunities that uh, football gives you and, you know, what it can do for you, for your family, and just the grind. Everybody can't do it, so that's what I feel like drives me to keep doing it and keep uh, pressing forward with it because I feel like you have to be – you just have to be built different in order to wake up every day, get yelled at, work out hard, do the things uh, in order to be successful, along with um, taking on the hardships that come with
5: it? For me, I kind of just fell in love with the game at an early age. Uh, I've been playing football almost my whole life, like five, playing flag. I don't know. It's just – I I mean, my parents put me in it as a young age like to just – uh, let out my energy Like just have a, a good time And be a kid But I kind of fell in love With the game And I just kept getting older And kept playing And I just kept loving the game More and more And I just ran with it For me I mean I loved all
2: sports I mean I played everything I could uh, Up until You know high, high school It just kind of uh, It just kind of fell into place And you know But I loved football I mean I wasn't even allowed To play tackle football until my uh, until until high school, just because, uh, you know, just because I had some insight, just with my family, and you know, my pops playing for a long time, and he thinks that uh, him starting so early playing tackle kind of hindered his ability to stay healthy for a long time, and uh, I I just I mean I remember days you know like sixth grade I would I would have a football like in my hand twenty four seven I mean I'd go to sleep with a football in my hand. And uh, um, I just think purely my, my mine was just the love of the game. I mean, that's why I like to wake up and do it every day. I mean,
6: that's that's just what I love to do. Uh, for me personally, football, you know, was brought to me at a young age where I could actually tackle. You know, I'm from up north, so they don't really care too much about it being flag up. Tackling or not, so I was brought to it when I was three, going on four. You know, my mom probably inspired me to play football. Really, I still remember her from when I was young. You know, running up and down the sidelines from when I'm scoring touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it was just brought to me, you know, and I feel like it was another way to like not be surrounded by like a lot of bad things that were happening. So it was just like another way to get out uh, and focus on what needs to be done and put my family in a better position. So.
3: Any kind of players you guys grew up watching that kind of inspired you
6: guys? Uh, I used to have, when I was real, real little, I used to have, and I used to dress up as Randy Moss when I, for Halloween and stuff, I feel like he's a, you know, great example, you know, the receivers that I want to become. So, I feel like
2: that. Anyone who knows me from back before high school, uh, my nickname was Shockey, and then Jeremy Shockey was the one who, uh, I kind of grew up and and uh, Gronk; those are my two.
5: I I'll say Dion. Uh, not even just because I played DB, just because of the type of uh, person he was, and just his swagger uh, and how he came about the game, and just how he just took the game and changed it. Um, so I definitely say Dion. I still say Dion.
7: Uh, when I started uh, really taking football serious um i looked up to uh khalil matt just because we're from the same hometown and that was somebody i was physically able to see like throughout the grind process of you know doing what he got to do in order to get to where he want to be so that was always my role model growing up
2: i just wanted to ask uh one more question with jonathan i think that was actually a really good point um do you think that hindered you at all uh starting out with flag football and not going straight to the contact? Because I think that's actually a great start for young people to kind of get the skill and the speed and not have to start hitting at such a a young age. Did you think that hurt you? I don't think it hindered me really. I mean, I definitely feel like I was behind a little bit because I had to go through the whole process of kind of like it being normal to like just – it being okay to go and run through somebody you know True. I, I mean I don't get me wrong I played flag and all that stuff just kind of learned the fundamentals of football but in terms of you know my body I mean I I really you know I, I think that it and especially in the long run I mean I can't speak for how you know how my future is uh gonna turn out but um I know for a fact that uh, I don't feel like I was hindered, but I, I was able to learn all the ins and outs of football before actually having to go to, you know, hitting. And like I said, the only thing that, that I had to kind of learn was, you know, putting the helmets on and, and, you know, learn where to put your helmet and where to hit people, you know, how to, you know, brace yourself for a hit, you know, how to keep your legs going. But, you know, I don't think it hindered me at all.
0: But um, But, yeah, I don't think it hindered me. We do got a question from
9: Dave. Yo, hey, yeah, um, yeah. this, this is um David Reese, bro. You know, I am happy when you so signed with Florida because you have been from. I'm from the area. I know your pops and everything, Coach Reese. I've been knowing him since I was young, man. Because I'm from Guilford, Florida, man. Great to see. I'm waiting to see you on the field, bro. (laughs) Yes, sir. You from Gifford? Then I know you know him.
0: Yeah, I got booted off, man. Sorry about that, David. I think yeah, I think he cut out actually on that last little bit there.
7: Oh, I said no. It's I I said it's good to hear that. I said if you're from Gifford, then I know you know him for real.
9: Yeah, yeah, man. Because I um. That's it, man, because um, Mike oh, Mike was my best friend, Mike Reese, um, young up there in um, North Carolina, uh, yeah. son of the one pad. Yeah, my Uncle Mike. Yeah, his son, Mike, and everything, um, twins, so, yeah. That was my best friend growing up because I stayed behind him on 34th and Gilfurn and stuff. Yeah yes sir man that's All good to him right. yes sir i know i talked to him i think i last time i talked to him probably about a year or two christmas over there to you uh, um to my grandma's house Grandma's house yeah yes sir so, yo man how you doing in there now family doing man everybody good man can't complain just taking it a day at a time Well, oh, yeah man shoot Tell him Ali, my name is Ali, man. Ali, I'm telling yeah. him I, I'm telling my talk to you. Yeah, he he know the man, shoot. Coaching when he when I was living in Gainesville, when he was coaching, Lincoln park track. Uh-huh. You know, we talk all the time to the track, to track in the state. We didn't stay that didn't get in Gainesville. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I just had to get it in, bro. I got to go to bed, but I got to be there at 4 o'clock in the morning. I am wearing four pills. <laughs> oh, man, you down there in my neck of the woods. Yeah, I'm in, I'm back in Guilford right now, but I'm planning on going back to games. Bro, I got to get the up out of here. All right, man. Well, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, man, good to hear from you, man y'all, man. y'all have a blessed night, everybody, man. Go Gators. Yes, sir. Go Gators. Yes, sir.
4: Yeah, thank you. That It's really good to hear from him. Um, so I've got a question. We've got spring break coming up next week. What do you guys have planned?
6: What I have planned is um, I'm going to Houston for spring break. Well, half of the spring break uh, to get some work in with my, trainer now, uh, with my trainers down there to get ready for uh, spring practice. You know, then the other half I'm going to be in Gainesville, you know, working with our uh, speed specialists, you know, our uh, strength our strength and conditioning coaches just still, you know, be ready for spring practice. So,
5: um, I'll be going back home for a part of it—not the whole spring break, but a part of it—and going to get some work back at back at home with some of my trainers and uh, just going over some stuff, getting ready for spring practice. Because, like, like you guys know, once we get back, the following week we jump right into spring practice. Um, so, basically, just going out there to prepare and get ready.
2: I'm going. I'm going to uh, Mexico for the first part, and then I'm coming back home. And uh, just as, soon as once you know, we get to the back half of spring break, just start you know, going over all the installs again and getting prepared. Uh, get prepared, but yeah, I'm gonna take a trip to Mexico first.
7: I'm going to the Maldives for a couple of days in the beginning, and then I'm gonna come back to uh I'm gonna come back to uh, home, workout and stuff like that. And that's pretty much it.
4: David, did you ex- say you're going to the Maldives?
7: Yeah, that's the plan.
8: Woo.
3: Hey, can come- oh, go ahead, Chris.
0: Oh, I was just going to ask. You know, I've always wondered, because obviously you have, like, such a strong support staff and, you know, all your coaches at, at Florida. But when you do get that opportunity to go home – I guess, like, do you take the – do you get workouts from, like, your coaches, your strength, you know, your staff there and then take them back and work with your trainers? Or do you guys do something, like, I guess a little bit different? Because obviously you have a prior relationship with them.
2: I mean, like, we – I think it's kind of both. Like, there'll be days if I'm actually going to go work out with, like, a trainer that I've been working out with for a while, then it'll be more, like, kind of different stuff. But there'll be days where I'll just kind of go and, you know, we do it – the workout so often and, you know, so many times a week that we kind of memorize what the workout is. So anytime we want to just get, you know, an hour lift and we can go in and do the the normal lift that we do and just kind of choose our own weight.
4: So I, I have a question. We talked about the funniest player on the team, but who's the funniest coach? You've got a ton to choose from, but who's the funniest coach?
1: <laughs> um, um,
6: funniest
5: coach? <laughs> I'd say Coach Raymond. He's hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. I mean,
4: we've seen the videos of like Coach Chaos, who's super high energy, but but maybe not the funniest.
5: Nah, he he probably one of the coolest. But not the funniest. I mean, we got some funny strength coaches too. Like, So I don't know if we uh, yeah. include those because we do got some funny strength staff.
6: Coaches for sure. Uh, if y'all can include the strength coaches, strength coaches overpowering the whole coaching staff. Like. <laughs> 100% strength coaches are the funniest. They're the funniest for sure. But why are
4: they so funny?
6: I feel like we see them, <laughs> we see them the most. Uh, we come in early morning. We don't feel like working out. They just being so funny a like, lot. Just, it just make us want to do what we have to do. But I don't know why they so funny. They just relate. I don't know. Uh,
2: coach Frank. Coach Frank. He's the funniest. Shout out Coach Frank. Nah. Now, now I've, I've seen some uh, dancing
3: videos of Billy Napier back when he was taking a couple of visits. Is he, is he the uh, best dancing coach on that
5: team? Or? I've, I've seen
4: Is Coach Napier pretty serious, or is he, is he on the funny side that maybe the fans don't get to see that as much?
6: Um, I feel like every coach, you know, has to have that side of humor to, you know, get a different uh perspective, you know, what the players have to buy in. But Coach Napier, um, he's definitely serious, you know. He knows what we have to get done. Um, looking forward to the season-wise, so nah. But he, if you he, if he don't give that side to – um all the fans you know we definitely see it here and there but other than that no
0: are you guys enjoying these uh i guess these videos that we've been putting out like whenever you enter the building it's like another question you know like every single day like what's kind of the story behind that is just something that the social media team started and, and kind of like run with it now I feel as if that's
6: uh, just another way for us to interact um, with the fans. You know, give the fans you know kind of a uh, inside perspective. You know what we're doing in the facility. You know and stuff. So and give a, another you know humor side. So I feel like you know that's a good way to connect with the fans and stuff like that. So.
3: You guys, let me ask you this. Coming back from spring break, obviously you'll 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 beat into spring practice here. Is there any kind of weaknesses you guys you think you could work on in each position? <laughs> There's no weaknesses. No
4: yeah. answers, no weaknesses. I, about to
2: say, I don't know about weaknesses, but, like, I mean, we all we all got stuff to work on. I mean, it, you know, in football, you're you never going to have – you're never going to know it all. You're never going to, you know, there's always going to be room for improvement. So I feel like, you know, everyone's got to go home and get better. I mean, like I said, if you're not getting better every day you wake up, then, you know, you're getting worse. So you're either getting one of the two. So I feel like
0: everyone each day has to get better. And I guess with a new staff, I mean, it's, it's almost like everybody kind of has a fresh slate, right? I mean, there's, you know, there, you know, a lot of guys at various positions have moved on, whether it's, you know, because they were seniors to the NFL, but, um there seems to be a lot more competition like we don't really know who the starting 11 is going to be on both sides of the ball just because of the new staff and and some of the player turnover so i mean that that has to be kind of exciting and keep you guys on your guard
2: yeah for sure everything's a competition right now i mean and they're and they've made it you know pretty pretty evident that you know everything's a competition and like he said coach neighbor said multiple times you know everyone has a clean slate and you know we're starting from square one, and you know everyone has equal opportunity. So you know it, it's competition, and you know you're pushing your brothers, and they're pushing you, and and you know everyone's getting better because of it.
4: Uh, I see Derek. Derek, do you have a question for the guys? I see Derek Wingos in the in the group here.
2: He's my roommate. Don't 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 pay attention to him. <laughs>
4: Yeah. We love Derek. If anybody else has any questions, um, chime in now. We're gonna um, let the guys get back to to the rest of their night so they can get up tomorrow. Oh, no. there, there's Derek.
6: What's up? I can't hear anybody. Derek, Derek, give a
4: Derek, give a question for the guys? yeah. I got a
6: question for him. Uh, what what Odom? This one's for you. Uh, what are you looking forward to most in this season?
2: Uh yeah, thanks, Derek. Um, I'm just looking forward to be able to go out there and, and you know execute with the guys and just have fun on Saturdays and uh, you know just each week bring home a, a a win and take it one game at a time, one play at a time, and you know and you know when the dust when the dust settles, us be on top, you know.
0: All right, really quick question for the both of you: Which one of you is the messier roommate?
6: Odom. Odom doesn't clean up. Window. Odom doesn't. Clean. He doesn't take out the trash. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. No. I do everything. We
2: can. We can. We can Facetime. We'll. We can post pictures on Twitter right now of our rooms, and we'll see who has the cleaner room. Yeah, I actually want to see that. Y'all go ahead and tag each other. Just yeah, me. I'm saying because my my mom my mom taught me you're supposed to clean up after yourself. Like you you're not you shouldn't leave a mess for other people to clean up. What
1: what
3: about what about each other's cars? Who has the messiest car?
2: Definitely Wingo. There's no question about that. Man There's just man just question. got a Hellcat, so he think he he all I didn't say. Oh, he, he, didn't he didn't ask what Apple type of car has he asked twice, twice the, the entire car. two
6: years that we've lived together.
2: <laughs> Haters gonna hate. Who's the messiest eater? Eh. I do really no.
5: He leaves his trash on the island counter. <laughs> By the way, guys, Dejan checks all of those boxes.
0: What? <laughs> oh, he's getting called out. Hey, nah. <laughs> I think we've opened a can of worms here. Yeah, you
6: have
2: opened an argument that has been going on for a while, so.
0: <laughs> Boys need to appreciate,
6: man. Don't hate, appreciate.
4: Wait, so Jordan, do you, Jordan do you room with Dejan or no? Yes, man. Oh, gosh, we got two sets of roommates here? Yes. And, David, who do you room with?
9: Uh, I live
7: by myself. I'm the long ranger.
4: So you're always the messiest and always the cleanest.
7: No, nah, it, it stay clean over here. You know, we. I, I got my own little service, my own little routine.
6: You know, I keep it tight, keep it clean. Don't listen to David Reese. I went over his house one time, and I almost tripped and fell on my face over all the clothes he had. overall. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs>
7: He's a Lone Ranger.
4: <laughs> so, Jordan and Dejan, who's the clean one? Who's the messy one?
6: Me for sure. Dejan for <laughs> sure is the messy one. I'm the clean Dejan is by far the messier. Out, of, out of me and him, out of me and him, no. Whoa, whoa. First of all, Jordan has a dog, so let's go ahead and get that out of the equation first. So, we, I'm just going to say that and we're going to let y'all know. I know Jay wants to keep
7: his car and his area very clean, but Dejon on the other hand, lock a dirty
6: room. <laughs> Thank hey, you. The only and reason David Reese, the only reason David Reese is saying this, because I just said uh, I was stripped I over my clothes. De- David Reese is lying. He never in my room. <laughs>
5: well, before before we moved into our house off campus, even on campus, Deshawn used to wake up and make pizza, and the pizza used to sit there for like two, three. Yeah, no, that that's what Wingo would do.
2: Wingo would make pizza or eat bread sauce in the in the uh, in the pan for three days and it'd be dried there on the counter for three days. In keys.
3: Ree-, Ree says when you uh, when you walk in his room you get greeted by Mr. Clean.
2: I've heard that's not true.
0: I don't know about y'all or anybody else in the spaces. This is just bringing back horror stories from when I was in college and I lived with three other guys. <laughs> it's all fun, though. It's all fun.
4: But, uh, I think yeah. we did have somebody who wanted to ask a question. If you want to, we're, we're now riveting conversation about who's the messiest. So if anybody has a question. Oh, here, Charlie's got another one. Um, oh, I don't know what happened to him. So if you got a question, jump Should in now. Good. I think I added
1: um,
0: Charlie. Sure. Yeah, I tried also. Yeah. Go for it, Charlie.
1: Um, not really a question. I just got um comment about the messy roommate, and I uh, completely understand y'all's pains because I live with three people in the house, and I'm like the oldest, so it's kind of a mess around there. So I understand everyone's pain. So I just kind of wanted to uh, say that.
5: <laughs> yeah, it is not even just two of us. This we actually stand a five. It's
6: five.
5: Wait, who are you? the other? Yeah, who are
4: it's the other? Corey, three?
6: It's Corey Collier, Jason Marshall, and uh, Karan Rock. Five people, five football players. I can only imagine what that smells like. But I rule. My room is the most isolated. You know, I stay all the way on the first floor. Everybody else's room on top, so my room stayed the cleanest. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Does it ever smell like an extension of maybe a locker room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, David Reese, does
3: I'm glad my wife's not on here. Shoot out me real quick. <laughs>
1: And I'm glad not my roommates are on here because they would out me, too, because I'm not the cleanest either. <laughs>
0: now, I always I always learned growing up, my, my mom instilled to me, we weren't allowed to actually leave for school until the bed was made. So, like, that's just, like, the one thing. I always have to have the bed made no matter what. Because back in the day, my mom would not let me leave for school. She would be, allow us to be late. It was just one of those things.
3: we got Jordan on here for a question.
4: I have a question for David Reese. I want to know how recovery is going and if he's going to play this coming up season.
7: Uh, Recovery's going well. You know, I'm pushing forward to 100%. Everything's looking good. And, you know, uh, I look forward to playing this upcoming season, making a big impact and having a big role on the team.
4: Awesome. Anything else? um, Anything else for the guys? Chris, David, anything else?
3: Uh, No, I'm pretty good right now. What about you, Chris?
0: No, I'm good. I think uh, ending on uh, a light note about uh, who's got the messiest house or room is uh, a good way to to cap it off tonight.
4: And I'll say, okay, we will give, so guys, you have one chance to ask any of the other guys on here a question. um, If you want to take advantage of that opportunity. No. All right. Uh, Go ahead with that, Chris, David, go ahead and and wrap it up.
0: Yeah. um, You know, Thank you all for jumping on. I will say this is probably one of the most liveliest um, groups of players I think we've had yet. So we really appreciate you all for the, uh, the insights on the team and the way things are going. Um, and, and we are very, very excited for spring ball and especially excited to have a spring game actually this year um, and to see you out on performing on the field and, and you all have your opportunity. So there is no doubt, um, having gotten to know you all a little bit more tonight, Um, that we are all rooting for you to make a huge impact for for us this year because that means the team is going to be extremely successful, if that's the case. So... Um, with that, thank you so much. Thanks again to, to David. Um, I don't know if he wants to say anything else, but also to, the, to Jen and the Gator Collective, because without them, um, none of this would be possible. And for those that I think a lot of people in here probably already are Gator Collective members. Um, but if you're not, it's definitely a great opportunity and time to, to join tonight um, for as little as $6 a month. You know, Obviously, the spaces are free, but there's tons of experiences. We had two great experiences this past weekend. Uh, and there's definitely more in the works. So if you're not a member yet, please, please, please join the Gator Collective at uh, gatorcollective.com. David, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, I just wanted
3: to say it's my first time doing this, so I had a lot of fun with you guys. Uh, got got really funny towards the end. Uh, you guys, great heads on y'all's shoulders, and I can't wait to see you guys April 16th in the swamp. I'll be there in person, man, so I can't wait to see y'all in spring game.
4: Wait, do I see we just now got Antonio jumped in here Antonio anything you want to say
5: uh, he's probably
3: he's probably about to out all of them now
4: I know I Antonio we're talking about the messiest guys on the team um, I know that he's got insight on this Antonio Valentino just popped in he's been a uh, long time with with the Gator Collective from the outset I think um, but Antonio, if you want to chime in, if you have any thoughts on how this group here, the messiest guys or the smelliest guys or any of that, chime in.
7: Uh, all I know is me and Reese got the same birthday, and
5: I've never met anybody in my life that got the same birthday as me. So, shout out my man, Reese.
7: Shout out to my B-Day twin.
5: You feel me.
4: Antonio, what are you up to now?
2: Uh, I'm down here training at Fort Myers for Pro Day. But other than that, not a whole lot.
4: Hey, 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 actually
3: speaking of birthdays, did you guys happen to see that uh that Florida State video with the uh My Little Pony Cake? Uh
6: we're not gonna talk about that. Uh, I don't know what you talking about. It was I, pitiful. Talking about we not, I know exactly what you're talking about. We're not gonna talk about that. Hey. <laughs> we don't know what you're talking about. It was cute. <laughs>
4: All right. Well, I think if you guys have anything else, um, but I think with that, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We appreciate you guys hopping on tonight. This is a great opportunity for the fans to get to know you. I mean, these are questions that they're not asking at SEC media days or when you're up on the podium after a game. So we really love the opportunity to get to know your personalities. Um, you know, it connects you with the fans. So thank you so much. Appreciate you guys taking the time tonight. No
5: problem. No problem. Thank you. Nation, shout out Gator Nation and go Gators! Appreciate
3: Appreciate you. Go Gators! Need a sign for your company, your man cave, your live stream, or podcast? Give my guy Brandon White a shout out at White and Sons Wood Carving. He has the best handcrafted signs nationally, all custom fit for your needs with state-of-the-art paint and epoxy. You can have that glow of your sign too with some custom LEDs as a package as well. Give him a shout out on Twitter at WS Wood Carving. You can also follow him on Twitch. And check out his Facebook page at White & Sons Wood Carving. Top-of-the-line signs made from scratch.
0: You're listening to the Gettin' Swamped podcast with your host, David Soderquist. Your number one source for all things college football and Florida Gators.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Funny funny there towards the end of that Gator Collective space and it, it is good to have that kind of cohesion between all the students and all the student athletes and the football players getting along in you know the apartments or whatever dorm rooms they're living in right now and uh, you know Gator Collective big thing going on they do these spaces every week as i said at the beginning of the program they also do it with gymnastics team baseball you just got to be on Twitter and you, you you add Gator Collective on Twitter and you can get the message updates, all sorts of things, set the alerts, whatever. And right now, Gator Collective, I mean, for the small price of five ninety nine a month, that's seventy two dollars a year. That's that's nothing. That's not even a that's not even a bill to drop on it for a year. You get access to creative interviews and segments, raffle tickets, all sorts of other promotions they got going on just for that small price. I mean, that's That's a really good deal. And now they have other tiers that you can donate. Like if you really want to donate more money and help the student athletes out, you can do that as well. They got all sorts of things on there. And a special shout out to Gator Jen and Eddie Rojas doing a really good job there at the Gator Collective and allowing me to co-host their Gator Collective space with Chris Giannis, who usually does host those spaces every week and does a really good job every week with that as well. But that'll wrap it up, man. Wrap it up. Little bonus episode if you did miss the Gator Collective Spaces last night. If you didn't, you already heard it, but I figured I would give this out to everybody that didn't have the chance to get out on Twitter or had to go to bed or those, some of those guys that are overnight guys that work overnight or the early morning risers. We understand you can't be there all the time everywhere like the staff that we got at the University of Florida, but I got it for you right here on Getting Swamped. But I'll wrap it up for this episode of Getting Swamped, your latest in football statistics special guests and social media thank you for listening to this bonus episode of getting swamped